It's an infamous slap that has dominated the baseball headlines. Welcome to Swinging Blindly with me, Blaze Bryant, here in upstate New York. And down in Connecticut is the co-hostess with the co-mostess, my man, PJ Geary. Hey, my guy. Hey, and we're back for another excellent episode of the Swinging Blindly podcast. Indeed, we are Facebook.com slash Swinging Blindly Podcast on Twitter at Swinging Blindly and streaming live on ColorCast, the Apple app. Uh, It's not an Android app. It's just Apple only. And of course, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, this will be available, uh, you know, the, the day after we're taping here. So uh, home plate headlines, as I said in the intro, PJ, we have what frankly is a silly and stupid situation here that's kind of dominated the baseball headlines. Tell us about it. Yeah, I as this has unfolded, Blaze, I really like, and I'm excited to see or you know hear what you have to say about it, but I, I can't get a hold off of whether this is like real animosity or if they're just playing around. It's kind of been towing or teeing on, on either side. Um, but as you said, which by the way, amazing, um, the infamous slap heard around the baseball world. I Tommy thank you. Fam, uh, <laughs> Tommy fam, a, 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 ahead of a game with the giants, Tommy fam outfielder for the, Reds and Jock Peterson, outfielder for the um, Giants, were 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 um, interacting, and it was caught on camera that Tommy Pham just open open handed slapped Jock Peterson across the head. Um, didn't seem like it really did anything to the game uh, itself because this was during batting practice before the game, uh, but it came out after the fact that this was the result of a fantasy football grudge blaze uh you know just everything we've seen and heard about it according to jock peterson tommy they're in a lucrative fantasy football league with a bunch of players and jock peterson was apparently taking advantage of the injured reserve rule and stashing players, quote unquote, and Tommy Pham didn't take too likely for this. And then, when they were able to meet on the field, Tommy was able to give him a piece of his mind in the form of his hand. Um, what a! I, I have a couple of quotes and stuff like that. But before we get into like that, what, what is your take on on this whole thing? I mean, I, I'm kind of on the side of I think that it's very interesting it, it, it humanizes them a little bit to the point where like yeah of course everybody plays fantasy football um but i think i'm on the other side it's kind of wild that this is getting the kind of attention that it is but i'll as as two guys that are in a the same fantasy football league at least one of them what what is your what is your take on all of this uh from what you've gathered please well, I mean, I, I think you're right that it certainly does humanize them, no question about it. But I think it's also pretty commonplace to assume that these players are in fantasy sports leagues. And 
it's safe to assume that because you know they're they're posting it all over their social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. This particular situation, I think it's getting the attention that it is PJ, right, wrong, or indifferent, because the slap was across the head. Had it been a smack yeah. on the ass, then I I think you think nothing of it. But also too, it's twenty twenty two. Everything seemingly gets captured on camera and it just sort of viralizes things if you will yeah yeah well and and it's got it's kind of gone into a whole new echelon um so obviously uh let's see so fam let's see i think after the game peterson revealed that uh fam apparently couldn't condone uh which was he had sent a gif into a the fantasy leagues group chat about the Padres, so that's kind of where it came from. Was that not only was the fantasy stuff, but Fam didn't like that Jock had posted a uh, gif making fun of the Padres, the team he was on at the time. Um, and then and then what happened today? I believe this is kind of coming about today. Was that the, arguably the greatest uh, player in the game right now, Mike Trout? Happens to be the commissioner of this of this league, and what does Trout think, or what has Trout said, if anything? Because oh, I uh, I don't know, I really Trout, don't know. Trout, Trout came out and said, uh, "Let's see, I ain't talking about fantasy football. It's just one of those things. Everyone's competitive. Everyone loves fantasy football. Who doesn't? I think it's you guys, the media, dragging it on. I talked to Tommy. I talked to Jock. Everybody that was a part of it, just passionate about fantasy football." Because Fam had said that Trout did a terrible job. Trout's the worst commissioner in fantasy sports because he allowed a, a lot of SHIT to go on and he could have solved it all. And uh, uh, Trout said, um, Trout was asked actually today, which is why this is so crazy. Trout was asked today if he was going to resign as commissioner of the Fantasy Football League, which reportedly has a $10,000 buy-in among its multiple MLB players. Trout said, I haven't made that decision. I don't know. Every commissioner I know always gets booed. <laughs> 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 so yeah. it's clearly like, I think it's um, uh, in just another, a quote from Fam. I, nobody wanted to be commissioner. I didn't want to be the effing commissioner. I've got other SHIT to do. He didn't want to do it. We put it on him. It was kind of our fault, too, because we made him commissioner. So I think it's a lot of ingest. But when, I mean... Please, we play for a measly what? For thirty dollars, I think we was our buy-in last year. Uh, These guys are playing for ten thousand. Um, yeah, I mean, but we also have to remember too, ten thousand to them is like thirty bucks for us. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, and just a little bit more backstory on it. It's it appeared that it was um, it had to do with Jeff Wilson last year. Jeff Wilson, the running back for the Forty ers that Peterson was stashing when he put. Uh, he put a player that was ruled out on his IR and fam argued that Peterson was stashing players. So, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things. It's it's the beginning of the summer. You know, we're, we're getting into June. Seems like something that is just, uh, and if it had never been caught on camera, I don't know if we're talking about it, but um, I think it's one of those things that it's just like the people need something to talk about, the media needs something to talk about. And, and football rules the country, so. 
There you go. Yeah, and, and they're trying to rule the world, meaning football, with all these international games and all these different places. But, yeah, I'm I'm with you, PJ. I don't think that this really gets a lot of press if it weren't caught on camera. But at the same time, I mean, you're you're right. You know, we, we always need something to talk about. I mean, because you think about it. You can only talk about trade rumors and that sort of thing for for so long and exactly. yeah i yeah i i don't know and mlb was well within their rights to suspend tommy fam for three games yeah. for this i mean i mean i mean it's just i gotta say i mean what what fam did was extremely douchey there's so- th- there there's there's no doubt about it i mean Oh, and I say that only because of where the slap hit him. And and according to uh, a couple of the, of other things, uh, at some point in this group text with the with the fantasy guys, Fam had said the next time he saw Peterson, he would be given a quote pimp slap. Um, and then, as Peterson said, he kind of came up and said, "Like you remember from last year." Uh, and I was like, fantasy football? He was like, yeah, that Peterson said is when Fam slapped him on his left cheek. Peterson said he didn't react to the slap and was more surprised than anything. Uh, his teammates responded as both teams rushed the field where the incident occurred. Said Peterson, that was, I think, the first time we ever spoke in person. So it was a weird interaction and unfortunate. <laughs> and unforgettable. Unforgettable. It will be talked about forever. But uh, I think we can uh, – and, and shout out. I just want to shout out our boy Jake who is back in the chat listening. We love you, Jake, and we hope that you'll, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll stay around to, for the caller segment coming up shortly. But that being said, why don't we move on here to a kind of a bridge home, home plate headline to the, the topic I really want you to, you to be able to discuss specifically, but the son of Roger Clemens Blaze debuted for the Detroit Tigers the other night. Went and hit this in his debut, Cody Clemens. Uh, I feel like when he's a, what up, is he? He's a um, is he a, a left short fielder. left fielder? Okay. Yep. And I mean, I think it's just one of those things where we're seeing all these kids, the 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 Bichettes, the Bobichettes, the Vladimir Girl Jr. We're seeing all it, – it's kind of weird to see a Clemens uh, back again in a baseball jersey, right? Well, I mean, to me it's no weirder than, you know, seeing a seeing a Nevin, you know, Tyler Nevin for the uh, Orioles. And I mention his name because the Yankees have played the Orioles 11 times already oh, this year. Oh, is that year. Phil Nevin? Yeah, that's Phil Nevin's kid. Oh, wow. That's- yeah. I didn't see it. No idea. Yeah, that's that's Phil Nevin's boy, and you have Kevin Biggio, you know Craig's boy. Kevin Biggio. The, you have yeah, um, there's a couple of them out there. Um, the Tatises. Um, I mean, there's a couple of them out there. Right. You have. Um, oh my gosh! I, I mean the fielders. Although that's that's kind of aged yep, out. as Jake says. Yep. 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 Vladdy, exactly. So, I mean, it's. To me, it's it's whatever. I mean, you, the the Detroit Tigers are not having the year that some of us thought. I mean, by some of us, I mean you and I and some of the experts 
thought they'd yeah. have a little bit of a better year than what they are, which, I mean, frankly, it, it just it looks like they are regressing instead of progressing like we all thought they would. I mean, of course, we, we did not see them really being much in the way of a playoff team or in the playoff conversation, but... I thought they might take a, a step is what I think we, we both kind of thought. Or two, um, and, and really yeah. the, the only thing that's gone right for them at this point was uh, Cabrera getting his 3,000th hit and... Yeah. Uh, and and them uh, adding Aaron Boone to the boo list for walking Cabrera intentionally so that he couldn't get the 3,000th hit against the Yankees. So those really are the two weird things that have, well, one historic and one weird that have gone right for the Tigers this year. Other than that, nada. Yeah, I would say I would I would tend to agree with you, my friend. I mean, uh, and the other thing, well, you know, uh, would be uh, the Torkelsons of the you know they, they have a couple of young guys there that, but but yes, for in general, nothing really to. And I guess now they have Cody Clemens. So, um, I mean, it is it is good though for Cody that he's not a pitcher because then he would be yes. compared to his dad, and that's a great point. The which. A, I mean, Clemens, you know, Roger, I mean, Hall of Fame pitcher. And and I do think Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. Steroids aside, I mean, because the dude was always able to flat out pitch. But because because we have a bunch of stuck-in-the-mud baseball writers who feel that steroid guys like Clemens should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame— uh, it's it's just stupid. It it really is seven Cyans, man. It's just is 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 outrageous. Um, similarly to like the the bonds of the world. I mean, he he won his first Cy Young in '86 and won his last in '04. I mean, that right there is is just impressive. Um, it speaks to I, his longevity. And uh, you know, and again, steroids, whatever. I mean, we both. I think we both agree that a lot of these guys deserve to be in, regardless of what's going on. But uh. Or, or you, or you have a. I mean, to me, the the ultimate solution is you have a steroid wing of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, I mean, and yeah, that, we could discuss Hall of Fame ideas on a different show, but sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. Uh, oh, some some of the chat. Ortiz tested positive for same substance as Bonds, and Ortiz gets a, in over Bonds. Yes, I completely agree with you, Jake. I am the biggest David Ortiz hater. It's no, you're ridiculous. not. Uh, well, yes, well, I am. Uh, I yes, I am. Mm, well, okay, maybe. See, uh, and and beat I my Cardinals twice, please. Well, and in and, 2013, he hit 700 in the World Series because he was probably on steroids. Hit uh, 700 in the playoffs as a 40 year old man, steroids all the way. Uh, asterisk on the 2013 World Series, please. Yes, thank you. Well, I, I mean, the here's the thing. More than anybody. Right, but here's the thing, though. Look at the damage that Ortiz... If it weren't for David Ortiz, then the Yankees and Cardinals would have faced off in the World Series. Yeah, exactly. Isn't that awful? And that's crazy. I we mean... Should, we deserved that in 04. Right. We deserved we, it. Right. We are united in our... And the Cardinals in, in our hatred. the crap out of the Yankees. Probably. Uh, 
I, I, and, and that, I mean, I hate to go back in time and say that, um, you know, just because you, you don't know because the games were never played, but I would tend to agree with you. Um, yeah, and then and then Destiny happened both in 04 and 2013. Yeah. 04 was the curse. 2013, Boston Marathon. The Cardinals lose both of those series. I hate the Red Sox more. Than, I, I, I hate them so much. It's not even – It's I hate them more than the Cubs. And I that, hate them more than our natural rival. Says a lot that you hate Absolutely. them more, meaning yep. the Red Sox more than the Cubs. I mean, it, it, yeah, right. I'm I'm with you, and I don't know. It, I'm one of those people that designated hitters. I'm not I'm not there yet with them being in the Hall of Fame, but I guess that's just another one of those things. Edgar where, Martinez, yes. David Ortiz, no. Edgar Martinez, though, was a third baseman. Edgar, True. The, the thing good, to remember about point. Edgar is that he good was point. an infielder, a corner infielder. That's um, a good point. Before. Ortiz was an awful first baseman. Right. Although, so. I mean, two, I mean, Ortiz did make, to his credit, he made a damn good throw, and I believe it was against, uh, well, it was against one of our teams, um, across the diamond to third. Uh, from from first, which that's not no. something that a lot of first basemen do. But yes, I'm out on Big Poppy. I, I I mean yeah, I'm I'm with you though, and I know that I tend to be you know out of the two of us a little bit less um, less uh, <laughs> go with the flow in terms of changes with as it, as it pertains to baseball. But I mean to me, it's just you you have to you have to do more than hit the ball in order to get in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I I'm right there with you. So, well, I I can go on and and, and Jake in the chat is is saying how um, if Bonds did cool celebrations and celebrations and was a nicer guy, he'd be in. I love Poppy and he deserves to get in. But if you're putting him in, Bonds better be in. Such a joke. Asked if I Agree. was a Poppy fan. I said not at all. Um. Right, right. And, and, yeah. and, so, and we'll get to him. But before we do, Blaze, yeah, that uh, let's um, you know what? Why don't we? Why don't we just get to the bullpen calls, which is our new the new name for the segment for the calls that you have procured for us, and then we can go into the caller segment with my New York State of Mind little monologue that I'll do. So we'll oh. do we'll do bullpen calls now. And then we'll get into callers, and I'll I'll lead us in with um, a little monologue on the New York teams. Well, I mean, sure. Although, I mean, let's let's be honest that the the calls that I have lined up are, you know, somewhat yeah, th- that does kind of yeah. play into the New York state <laughs> yeah, of mind. Too, yeah. yeah so, no, but but I like them. I really, and one of them has some meaning that I can uh, th- I can describe really quick after it's done. So. Okay, why, don't we, sure. why don't we just hit those, yeah. All right, so... bullpen calls, please. All right, thank you, PJ. So, uh, two calls here, and I, and I promise next week I'm not going to have a Sterling call, um, <laughs> j- just to be fair. But uh, this is what I had time to uh, quickly round up. So, uh, clip number one is uh, someone that PJ used to root for in a Cardinal uniform, because of some injuries, the Yankees ended up signing him. Here's an at-bat. This is from the Yankee radio. 
Here's Carpenter. Since he came to the Yankees, he's one for nine. The one, of course, a home run against Tampa. Swung on, drilled to right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Carpenter nailed it. A two-run blast, and the Yankees now take a four-nothing lead. Okay, so Matt Carpenter, four-nothing lead against the Angels. They battered uh, Noah Syndergaard. That was a, that was a nice thing to see. Uh, Noah coming back to New York and not doing well at all. Gave up five runs in two and a third innings. So, uh, PJ, a guy that the Cardinals essentially let walk. Yes, For helps the Yankees. You you had said injuries. It was not injuries that led Matt Carpenter to leave the Cardinals. It was the fact that he was god awful. Right. Um, well, well, I I am going to stop you there for just a second. What I meant is the Yankees were dealing with some injuries. Oh, uh, you know, with oh, uh, with yes, with yes, Donaldson yes. and and uh, and thank you, thank Lemayhew you. and I, Stanton. I, I appreciate you clearing that up because uh, yeah, because that's me, myself, and Brett who may call on soon. We're discussing that, and that's kind of why they even made that. They added him was to 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 fill in while guys were were hurt for the Yankees, and and yeah, I mean, I'll no, I'll never not root for Matt Carpenter. That's my guy. I think the Yankees were the perfect place for him um, and his skill set at this point. He, yeah, I think he could still let the ball and with that short porch, by all means, like that's really all he was doing. I mean, he hit. 196, 195 last year, I believe. Playing a lot of games. Um, the last couple of years of his career were not good, but Carpenter had a really good stretch for the Cardinals. Good four or five year stretch where he was one of the top uh, leadoff hitters, one of the top players in general, and uh, and certainly helped the Cardinals out in some playoff runs that didn't ultimately didn't end with uh, glory. But you know, I, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot. Seeing him with just the mustache was amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, I root for Matt Carpenter. And, and as Susan said at the end of that clip, that his swing is perfect for Yankee Stadium. That is the most – that is true. Matt yeah, Carpenter, so... he, he swings up. He swings up and he only pulls the ball. So I, if he still has a little bit of power to to get lift a couple over the like like that home run that you played, that was just barely over the wall, and that's kind of what he could do. So he's not going to do a, as 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 uh, Sterling said, one for nine with one home run, and then he hit his second right there. So that's kind of what you're going to get, and he's uh, I, I'm happy for him. I'm happy to see Matt Carpenter back in the major leagues. Yeah, I mean the issue. PJ that I have is it's just another he's another Joey Gallo type of hitter. Yeah, well, and I mean that's that's almost an insult to Joey Gallo um, saying that. And I know I know Gallo struggles in certain aspects, but Matt Carpenter is not and very much not a uh, yeah. Just uh, I don't want to be too harsh on the guy, but he's just really not a major league hitter anymore. He can get a couple, he can sweep a couple over like that, but he's just not. And I hope he proves me wrong. Uh, right, I'm I mean, but, life, but I'll, I'll, for, I'll, I'll always, I'll always have uh, a place in my heart for him. Sure, I mean, you say that's an insult to Joey Gallo. Name me something Joey Gallo has done well this year, hey, home or, runs. or since he's been a Yankee. Hey, home runs. No, I mean he. I mean no. He's hit. He's hit a couple. What do you? Uh, 
how many he's hit 18 18 in, home runs in 99 games as a yankee yeah i mean i don't know i don't know no i mean this this year though just 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 look at oh this year five yeah this year five. okay yeah. and and how many at bats and look at the batting average look how often he strikes out oh, 179 yeah yeah i oh, mean he's, the, yeah, he's not good yeah he, he's a very similar player to matt Carpenter that's exactly he has a little bit i think he has a little bit more power than matt Carpenter at this stage but you know right but and okay, i have a couple of uh from from jake John Sterling is the worst announcer in the history of American sports. Um, F. Syndergaard, if you really look at the numbers, Gallo has been one of the worst hitters in baseball. So a couple of quips from from our guy Jake. But uh, did you want to get into the second? Want to do the second clip? Yeah, I mean this uh, second one far less controversial. Uh, So tomorrow, June second. Yes. So tomorrow, June second. This marks what is it the second uh, Lou Gehrig second anniversary, Day, yep. second anniversary yep. of Lou Gehrig Day as you know uh, ALS you know that's which uh, I admittedly am drawing a complete blank on what ALS stands for but it's better known as Lou Gehrig's disease where his body just completely yeah. kind of uh, broke down really. Uh, Don't feel bad not knowing what amyotrophic lateral sclerosis stood for. Amyotrophic lateral lateral sclerosis. sclerosis. Okay, so that's what ALS. Thank you for. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh. Well, thank you for looking that up. Uh, So yeah, so this is Lou Gehrig's famous speech from Yankee Stadium, nineteen thirty-nine. Here it is. For the past two weeks, you've been reading about a bad break. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. When you look around, wouldn't you consider it privilege to associate yourself with such a fine looking men as a standing in uniform in this ballpark today. That I might have been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for. Thank you. I really want to go back to that last phrase. I may have been given a bad break, but I have a lot to live forward to or look forward to if more people had that attitude the world would be a much better place absolutely man i mean listening to that um you know there there were a lot there were some video games that would use that kind of that speech and sure you know movies alike you know we've we've heard we've all heard the Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. We, I mean, it's iconic, and it's um, that was really cool like, to, to to re-listen to that. And yeah, and as and we, we we played that because of, as you said, tomorrow is the as we record this, the second um, annual day in his honor. Um, 
And and I'm glad that baseball, specifically MLB, is finally honoring and finally honors uh, Lou Gehrig. I mean, it it yep. did it take way too damn long? Yeah, it did. But better late than ever, for yeah, sure. Each home club will display four AL four ALS logos in its ballpark. All players, managers, and coaches will wear a special Lou Gehrig Day patch on their uniforms. Red four ALS wristbands will also be available to be worn in game. Clubs that are offer on the road Thursday will have the opportunity to observe Lou Gehrig Day at their own ballparks on a separate date. So it is really the entire major leagues uh, recognizing such an iconic figure, and honestly. It, it points it back to that speech, please, because I don't think a lot of people, myself included, know exactly all, all that he said in that speech. I think I think everybody kind of knows the today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth, but don't understand like the brevity of what he was talking about and how big of a deal it was that this superstar at the time. I mean, it was. This is this is a disease that inflicts mil, thousands. I don't even I don't have the numbers in front of me, but inflicts many people every day, every year, and it was literally named after him. Um, yeah, so, you know, especially so, during a time, and and let's not yeah. forget what was happening at that time in the country. Yeah. There was a depression. World War Two was happening overseas, and we. We're not involved in it until about two and a half years later. So we were in the midst of one of the biggest economic depressions that this country had ever seen. Disability at the time. I mean, you know, it, it probably helped that FDR was a disabled president who had polio and, uh, you know, had all these, you know, different braces and contraptions and at times had to use a wheelchair uh, to to do his job. So even though disability was widely viewed as, you know, kill for the weakest, there was not this, you know, like a survival of the fittest type of thing. Um, So, I mean, and, and just how Lou Gehrig made every word count. Uh, absolutely. Okay. I was like, oh my God, did I lose you? <laughs> no, 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 absolutely, man. Uh, uh, all right. It's something I know that my father knows knows more about too. And it's, uh, you know, it's shout out, shout out MLB for, for a change, right? I mean, they, they almost, they, 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 they screwed us out of the first week and then they almost screwed us out of the season. But you know what? They're doing. They're trying to make it right. So, for for sure. All right. Let's let's move on to more current New York State of Mind things. Yes, absolutely. Um, do we want to open it up to the callers? Well, here. I mean, let's let's just. Uh, yeah, we can we can open it up and uh, go from there. So, uh, I I do want to say though, just just as a a quick thing. Um, you know, so we'll we'll give the callers a, a few minutes here, and we just got to try not to talk over each other the the best we can because uh, the the way the audio feeds through this backup board that I have it, it's 
it's just not as good. So, uh, you know, kind of do the best you can to be relatively concise with your with your point. That way we can have a, a conversation. So just a, a technical point of uh, facilitation on my part. So, uh, yeah, we can we can certainly uh, open it up, my guy, as uh, you know, as we, we want to talk about. We want people talking about the two best teams in baseball. Both happen to reside in the great state of New York. Blaze, your Yankees currently stand at 34 and 15, which is wild. Um, 19 above 500. Was this this something that you, going into the season, was this something that you kind of, June 1st, was this something you thought could be possible? No, I mean they're, they're I not mean, the best team in New York because there's another team we have to talk about. Um, well, I mean both teams right now are, are, excuse me, dealing with some injury woes, and you know, that's just part of the nature of the beast of a 162 game season, where you're going to have these stretches where your teams are dealing with injuries, which both New York teams are. I mean, Yankees being 19 above 500, PJ, is something that I don't think any baseball fan, any rational baseball fan would expect out of their team, regardless of whether it were the Yankees or, you know, the Dodgers or the Mets or the Brewers, the Cardinals. 19 above 500 at this stage of the year is so impressive beyond what any word could describe and again i mean no matter what team it is you'd have to sing their praises for being 19 above 500 on june 1st absolutely the the and then to to speak on the other side the mets 35 and 17 as of right now with an 11 game lead which is one of the highest at june 1st that's ever been in National League history. And it's the widest um, in, in any of the divisions right now. By by a long stretch, too. Um, I mean, I know it's not your forte as a Yankee fan, but just as a baseball fan, what are your thoughts on what's going on over in Queens? Well, I mean, a couple of things. Certainly the Mets are are for real, no question about it. I also know, too, that... The rest of the division is not on par with the Mets. And I know that sounds like I'm making a very obvious statement that would warrant me being a recipient of the Captain Obvious Award. But the the simple reality is this. Atlanta, maybe they'll get it together. I don't know. I look at the other teams, though. Philadelphia, Miami... And certainly Washington. I mean, those, those. I don't see any hope for those three teams. I see some for Atlanta, but really, if if I were the Mets right now, you you know you can play free and free and easy and just focus on playing a really good game and not have to deal with the pressures because you have such a lead and everyone else in your division is either pretty good meaning the Braves and then everyone else frankly just looks bad 
Yeah, I would say I think I would say this. I know the Yankees aren't as as ahead, you know, five and a half as we speak right now over the Blue Jays, six on the Rays. But speaking just for the Mets, if the Mets do not win this division this year, this would be considered a colossal letdown. Oh, right? no like, question right? about it. Yeah, I mean, I I I think the Marlins have two of the best pitchers in the National League in general, and Pablo Lopez and Sandy Alcantara. And they, they'll be able to – I think they'll stick right around that third place, but they don't have the offense to to compete. The Braves, the you know, the, the, defending, the defending champions, have looked very disappointing. I mean, they, they didn't have their, their star Acuna for the first little bit of the season, but he, even he is struggling to stay healthy and is struggling to produce – um, I, I I think it's it's their division to lose, and it would be devastating if they don't. Whereas on the Yankees side, I think this wasn't expected. I think it was more expected on the on the Mets side. Well, um, I, I I don't know. I it, I mean, I also want to just kind of temper the expectations too, in the sense that it is June first. There still is four True. months of the season that is left to be played. We're about a third of the way through. A lot still can happen. With that said, I think we have a relatively good read on where each team's ceiling is. And when I look at the ceilings of, of, the, of the Mets and Yankees, yeah, they're really high. I, it's interesting. I was having a conversation yesterday with with my fiance's mom. We were talking about the National League, and I and we were and I said to her, "You know who scares you? Who scares you in your league right now?" And she said, "The Dodgers," which of course, I mean that's that's an obvious choice. I mean, we we agreed. You know, the Braves don't scare you. The yeah. the Phillies, they. I mean, I don't care who's managing that team. They they look pathetic. Uh, but I mean, the no. Was- Washington though. That I mean, they take the cake. I mean, I don't know what. I mean, it, it's. There's a certain streak, by the way. I just want to say, there's a streak. I didn't say this. We've been talking New York teams, but there's a certain streak going on right now in the NL for a certain team. Cardinals? That, yeah, I don't. I don't really want to talk about it because I don't want to jinx anything. Um, so, so you're gonna make, yeah, just, so you're gonna make me talk about my team. Hello, gentlemen. Yeah, well, oh, hey, well, Bretty no, boy. Now we have Brett Monroe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was, I, I. There's another streak, another, another streak in the National League as well that i hadn't even heard about until i checked my fantasy team which i suppose that means i should do more trey turner also up with the, like a 23 game hitting streak too oh, well there's a is, is it 23 I, I i if if unless yahoo fantasy is lying to me well because goldschmidt turner extends hitting streak. hitting streak to 23 straight games goldschmidt also has a uh hitting streak as well yes but you said you didn't want to talk about that one. No, I don't want to talk about But that. now we're talking about it. See how that no, works? No, we're not. No, we yes, didn't. we are. Goldschmidt no, is no, going to help you destroy me in fantasy baseball. Speaking of 
fantasy sports on this show. Well, I mean, and it's, uh, I mean, how about this, Brett? Uh, how about this, Bretty boy? I mean, you know, Matt Carpenter has has helped us out here in the in the very short term, a former Cardinal. Yeah, well, I love Matt. Car- I love Matt Carpenter. He, he was really. my favorite Cardinal. Yes, you know, because uh, you know, PJ, we would watch a lot of the games, and Matt Carpenter's just the man. I loved him, uh, and I'm glad that he seems to have found a new swing. Uh, along his way since being released by the Cardinals and uh, being picked up by the Rangers and playing for the minor leagues to to now. So, you know, Brian Cashman should deserve a little bit of credit there then because they must have been following or before he was released by the Rangers. I bet they were already uh, looking at it. Well, I mean, Cashman absolutely does deserve... Uh, a a solid amount of credit for the moves that he's made because I mean by by and large everything every button that he's pressed has seemed to activate and turn on including the super freakish performance at this stage of the year by Aaron Judge. Yeah, and also credit to uh, both New York managers. Buck Walter and Aaron Boone for having their teams in the positions they are so early in the season still, though. Um, but, I, you know, the good thing about the Yankees, where I'm still optimistic, is even now where they, they weren't winning at the same clip or they weren't hitting at the same clip, uh, if bottoming out for, for this little bit still means near 500 baseball, then when you get everybody back, then you're better than 500. So, I mean, that's not a bad floor when you think about it. No doubt about it. Uh, Bretty boy, Brett Monroe, joining me, PJ Geary and Blaze Bryant here on Swinging Blindly. And you, I mean, you certainly can live with it because there are people that have stepped up to the plate, literally, and have contributed, which is all you can ask for. Yeah, just, just win, baby. That's it. Yeah, I, well, you it, it that. I mean, you got to borrow Al Davis's line from time to time. I mean, it just I and the Yankees have been resilient with injuries for Aaron Boone's entire tenure. By the way, um, for everyone that hates on him, the, both times that the Yankees won 100 games under his tenure, they dealt with major injuries throughout the year. So, um, I think he's a pretty damn good manager. Uh, even to those who say, oh, it's just all analytical. It's like, oh, well, there's there's always a human element. And uh, just credit all around to the Yankees right now. Yeah, I mean, I it's it's hard to argue your 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 point on, on Boone. And I, as you know, I tended to be more critical of Cashman than than Boone and, and felt that if that's Cashman true. went. Boone had to go too, just because you're, you know, you're getting rid of the general manager, and you don't want to put the current manager. And I feel this way in every sport. So this is not me just. So this is me being perfectly consistent across the board. That the manager that comes in is a sitting duck, and you're yes. inheriting, which is I just you know, 
and and both of you have heard me say that have i not yeah i can't even think of really a good example in the other direction where a new regime came in kept the same manager and it worked out or coach i mean in any sport well, yeah, yeah yeah like it, well i just you said if cashman went then boone would have to go so right. i was just, so i mean every example in which either just one piece or the other was changed it hasn't seemed to work out, especially in, in football with the jets and you got a minute pretty but you know we're swinging blindly here we're not talking we're not talking nfl it's just i was trying to think of any example that would apply and i can't think of one well i so mean you, had, and you, had, you, you would have to replace them both right yeah. and and you know just just to kind of uh bring it bring Actually, it yeah back um and uh Bretti boy good to good to have you on uh thanks for having me on as always guys for for sure no, uh yeah all all the love to Bretti boy <laughs> thank you so much and uh you know what? Just oblige me with the last 30 seconds. Let's go Rangers. Absolutely. Let's conference go. finals. Let's freaking go. Game one against the Bolts. Let's MSG. Go. Let's freaking go. I'm so stoked. There goes Bretty boy. Oh, oh no. I lied. Um, My, yeah, my ears have, messed I, with I, me. I think I have 10 seconds here according to my phone. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's Sam, where I'm yeah. at tonight. Game one. I'm with you. I'm dialed in. I I'm doing the I'm doing the fist pump. I'm 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 raising the fist. I'm pumping it out. Pump up the jam. Uh there goes Bretti boy now. Uh I'm so stoked. Sam Rosen, Dave Maloney, uh on on the radio call. MSG game 1. I'm all in. And and you know to and I'm glad Bretti boy brought up the Rangers because that's an that's an example where you know, a whole changeover. Chris Drury being the GM and president of the team. Uh, he, uh, you know, he brought in Gallant and the Rangers are, you know, one of the final four teams. Is this uh, Jake that we have here? Who do we have? No, we got the Peach Pirate. Uh, we have the Peach Yo, Pirate. No. How you doing, what's Peach? Up, my, what's up, my co-host? How we doing? Pretty what's good, man. So a lot of people that know me know that I have very many contacts with a lot of people. Um, you know, whether it's certain industries or not, that we're not going to get into that detail. But well, you kind of just, just opened the door with saying that a friend of mine who happens to be very close to Matt Carpenter. Um, for one, he's a Cardinal fan, but like you know, well, that's like the majority, but. Very close to Matt Carpenter told me that he cut his mustache to not only in solidarity for Nasty Nestor Cortez, but also to outdo him. And now I'm calling on the show because I want to know how you guys feel. Like, I think every Yankee out of solidarity should do that mustache, like should at least compete for the best mustache can we at least do that as yankees like they don't grow facial hair but can we at least compete on a mustache so i'm gonna uh, so peach pirate and then i'll let pj weigh in i'm gonna be very honest with you i was born completely blind and i don't care okay okay that's fair (laughs) that's very fair i mean i can't i can't even you know what's my argument with that you you don't have one 
and you what, just have what, to take well, my word you, for it. Do you grow facial hair? Do you like do what what kind of facial hair do you rock? Um, you know, I I really don't grow it out because. It, then it, then it just gets itchy. My my fiance does not like a lot of facial hair anyhow. Um okay. and and being a quarter Italian, I mean, I'm just a hairy beast as it is. So <laughs> if okay. if, I, if I have an opportunity to not deal with hair, then then that's that. You, you know, I I appreciate uh, that. I do. Um I just, you know, unfortunately, I guess to you this isn't as important to me, but the mustache that he's rocking i mean i was told for one he was gonna cut it like to you know like trying out of solidarity and then i was then later informed that he cut it to not only outdo but try and make you know kind of make it a thing like that's that should be facial hair you know for yankees that should be a thing i'm sorry uh matt carpenter looks crazy because he's not rocking his normal beard so. Oh man, he looks wild. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it, it, it was it was jarring, but I, I but I, but I like it. Like I'm, I'm happy for him. I you know, I it would be sick if uh, if we had a whole team of mustache guys. Well, I mean, like I mean, it it like I said, it doesn't really make a difference to me as as long as long as you perform. I don't care. So- do you think that the mustache has anything to do with his performance? All I'm trying to know is should I grow out a mustache, basically? Like, should this okay, uh, PJ, lead to me growing out a mustache? Okay, so again, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step away from this because I, I don't know. But, I mean, just judging by your voice, uh, why the hell not? What do you have to lose? Right, right. That's what I think. That's what I think. Right. Um, I, would say, I would say the same. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I would just hope that the whole team would do it, but that's maybe just wishful thinking. Um, Other than that, yeah. Other than that, I want to know, you know, where you guys are at as far as the Mets, the Yankees. Who's the better team? I want to hear. Well, I mean, to to me, before before we, I'm sorry, boys. Go ahead. Before we get to that, what is your what do you what is your take there, Sean? I'm actually thinking that the Mets might be a better team, doing so well as they have and being banged up as much as they have. Um, I'm actually thinking they might be the scarier team down the road, and that's my scarier. Okay, that's a good. So you're saying scarier, not necessarily best, yes. but scarier. Maybe, yeah. maybe record-wise might not be, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. they've been finding ways to get it done. And that's one thing I got to say is thank God for, you know, DH and the NL. And yeah. um, I think that made a huge difference. And I'm just – I'm excited for baseball all around. Yeah, yeah I mean, as we – I, I went, went to a game in May uh, to see the Mets and – play the Cardinals and I talked about it on here, but the Mets are the scarier team. Like I, I the, the, the Yankees are a good team. The Yankees are a team that's going to be, I think they're surprising almost to the Yankees. I, I don't think anybody really, the Yankee fans included didn't think that this would happen the way that it's happening. So I think that's why the Mets are scarier. The Yankees still, aren't, like, as established, I think, even though that they're played so well and they're clearly doing well and the, the team Cashman has put together has done well. But 
a lot of Yankee fans were skeptical going into it. So and yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think the Mets are scarier. Like if if we're ask if you're asking me that, I'm more scared to play the Mets in a seven game series than I am the, the Yankees. I mean, as I, of now, yeah, I, I mean, I might be wrong. I'll I'll just sort of chime in here really quick. Uh, see, to me, it's if if it were let, let's let's just take injuries and let, let's just take all that out of the equation. Hard to do, but let's let's just do it. So if you have you know these two teams, perfectly healthy rosters, Peach Pirates, you got thirty seconds, seven games. I I I would tend to agree just because I think the Mets pitching is a little bit better, even though I like the Yankees hitting better. Yep, I hate to admit it because I'm a full-blooded Yankee fan. Me but too. I think that Mets are scarier team right now, and that just you know kind of drives me crazy to admit. So I'll leave you guys with that. Have a good night, fellas. Peach, love you, man. Hey, come back next week. Great call as always by the Peach Pirate. Um, is that Brett's brother, by the way? Yes. Okay, I I thought they sounded similar. Yes. Uh, although, although I gotta, I gotta say, you know, Peach, Peach Pirate presents himself a little better. No, I'm just, I'm just joshing on <laughs> Bretty Boy. I'm just joshing on Bretty Boy. Had to just do it. Joshing on Bretty Boy. Because <laughs> I, I mean, uh... oh man, I mean, because honestly, I mean, hey, hosting with Bretty Boy two weeks in a row. I mean, it was, it was an absolute pleasure. It, it was an absolute go. pleasure, and you could uh, host, and, but you could host with Pete Pirate if you had to. I I could, and I think that'd go well too. See, you know, we yeah. we have a we have a to use a Yankee analogy, we have a, a solid core four here. Uh, is uh, is Jake still hanging around? Maybe we can uh, get him wow. on. Jake Jake had to. He said he had to go eat dinner, and he he apologized, but we'll get him on the next show. I I I'm I'm sure of it. Yeah, I mean, and I know, you know, the new start time, 6.30 Eastern, uh, that, that's that got a, I, I know that that throws, and it is a little bit of a weird time to start a show and, and be an hour long, but hey, it, it's, um, you know, it's what we're working with. That's, you know, yeah, it works out. Two mighty, hardworking, busy men. and Absolutely, and we want to talk baseball, we want to make sure we bring you, and we, we get our things, uh, we get our put our plugs in and and we we just want to bring this to the masses so especially the podcast so make sure you, wherever you get your podcast swing blindly swing blindly podcast on facebook and then on twitter at swinging blindly that's where you can find it all and we'll uh, we'll be posting everything there and uh and we just want to we just want to mingle with you absolutely and mingling is what makes this show fly by is quickly as it has my guy absolutely so uh a lot to look forward to uh next week and you know another weekend a lot could change but the one thing that's constant is we'll be here yes sir next week same time and we swing for the fences and i hope just like us you don't give a damn where the ball lands Absolutely not. Absolutely. Thank you, ColorCast, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a good week. First full week of unofficial summer. Uh, And then, uh, hey, we're into June now. 
So soak it up and enjoy it, because to quote the musical Pippin, time to take time, because spring will turn to fall in just no time at all. Did you know that one, PJ? I did not, but that seems to work well with baseball. Yeah, recorded in 1972, and it's... Just as true, maybe, you know, even more so today than it was then. There you go. Yeah, so there there, there you go. Uh, that's, that's the best we have to wrap this uh, show up, and I promise we'll have more audio. No Sterling, but more audio here next week on the Swinging Blindly podcast with PJ Geary and me, Blaze J. Bryant the First.